You're listening to the Kingdom Flow Podcast. I'm Kyle Jones. And I'm Ian Sperry. Now more than ever, we're in a time where Christians need to rise up. Business owners and corporate executives have a great opportunity to capture hearts by living out their faith, holding the line that's being challenged every day. Listen in as we work to uncover ways to help you live your life by design and challenge the norm by breaking down barriers and truly encouraging you to go all in on your faith. Also, don't forget to leave a review and subscribe to the show on the platform of your choice. Let's go. Welcome to the Kingdom Flow Podcast. This is actually the second part of a two-part episode uh, that we had done. So if you haven't listened to last week's episode, go back, hit pause, go back and listen to that before you pick up this one. We're now on day three of us being there on our tours. Uh, we've been there, I don't know, four or five days now because we didn't start the tour right away. But this is where we started to make our way to uh, Jerusalem. Okay. So we left the hotel from the Galilee area, swung by the Spring of Herod, mm-hmm. which is now known as, as, as you know, Gideon had something to, to say about it. Gideon's Spring, spring. Yep. which is where... Um, obviously he camped before he fought the Midianites in the Jezreel Valley, which was actually, um, part of the, the trip that we saw, which we didn't, we didn't mention that, um, as we were talking through that day. And I'm, I did that mostly by design because I wanted to save that. That's going to be, that's, I think the the Jezreel Valley is going to bring up, uh, some more conversations there. So, so we, uh, left there, drove to, um, Shiloh. And this is this is one of the um, cities that I didn't. It is just it was one of those areas that I really wasn't aware of how, really how long this city was more or less the capital before mm-hmm. Jerusalem was, um, and that had a big part of uh, to do with it because the where God told them to put the ark. Mm-hmm. So this is where essentially the first temple was actually. Now it was. It was portable, and now it's actually stationary. They flipped mm-hmm. the, you know, the temporary buildings and turned them into stone and built the temple right yep. here. And and um, and if if you look in Joshua, there is, um, you know, there's a couple areas that stuck out to me. The the one of the cool things is just actually seeing it with my eyes. Was this is the area? This is the city where he actually divvied up the land to mm-hmm. the Israelites and all mm-hmm. the other the, the tribes. And our guide pointed this out. He said, if you look around, and again, this is one of those little valleys where if you're speaking and if, he, if you're talking in a louder voice, it's going to project through the valley and people are going to be able to hear it. It's like these little canyons. And it's like, it's not very big, but you could just imagine like standing in this spot because of where the, the ruins are, you, you know where that is and you can just picture where Joshua was standing and um, I for, who was the high priest that was with him? I don't remember. Aaron. No, it wasn't Aaron. It was after Aaron. Oh, um, Eliezer. Eliezer. Yeah. 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 Eliezer and, and uh, Joshua were there and they just were allocating the, the land. Yeah. And uh, it was just, it was cool. I took a video in that one, just to, in like a panoramic video, just because it was like, that's one of the, I don't know, that was like a monumental place. Well, you said a word in this, it, again, hearing your story, because this is really the, the longest we've talked about it since you got it back. But hearing your story, there's one word that you said that 
what Israel did for me, what it did for you, what it did for your kids. It brought alive your imagination. Yeah. Like it did. Like it, it that's one I'm remembering again, like exactly. Like, so we went where, you know, David and Goliath fought their battle. And again, you see, like, you see the, the two opposing hillsides and you see this valley in between it. And it's far across, but it ain't that far. Yeah. Right. And it's right. I mean, it's right there. And you're just imagining, you know, you just play this picture in your brain and you're like, oh crap, this yeah. is like where it happened. Right. And like, I can see David coming in and your tour guide was probably similar. Ours was like, so he came down to this brook and he starts pulling out, like he's playing a picture and I'm like a movie yeah. and he pulls these five stones and, you know, and does all this and I'm going and he, then he probably, and again, we don't know for sure, but they had this walking path down to the valley. You look all around it, there ain't no more walking paths, right? Yeah. So there's a good, again, do we know for sure? Did David, you know, miraculously jump down? No, we don't. But there's a good chance he walked right, right down there, right? Because that's the only carved out path of the entire mountainside, right? Down, yeah. down this valley. And then so you're like, you 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 start to match, like you, the hairs on your arm start going up going, this dude's about to yes. take on a on a giant yes. right now. Like in like, you know, we we so it he's about to like, what is he feeling right now? Yeah. You know he's got confidence. We read the Bible, oh, he killed him. Like he had he's shaking in his boots. I read today, side note, squirrel moment. But I was reading today about when Paul was talking in the uh was talking in front of um, I believe it was the Corinthians, and I was looking in um, they were, they were, it was this huge gathering and it talks about how he uses the word in, in the new King James, like a shaking. When you look that up in the Greek, it means a phys his body was physically shaking, wow. right? Because he knew that he had, he had opposing people talking to him. He had opposing people coming against him. He had crowds and crowds. So he was, he, was he confident in the Lord? You better believe he was confident yeah. in the Lord. He was standing up there, but he was physically shaking, to give this address, can you imagine David walking down there to to fight a a, a, a prize champion fighter? He's got to be almost crapping himself. Oh, absolutely, you know. Even though he's confident, and so it goes back to us. Even though we can be confident all day in the Lord, which we are, it's okay to have human emotion. But it's it's when God overrides the human emotion and allows a miracle to take place is is the real root to all this. But that is what Israel did for yeah. me. It allowed my. So when I go back and read these stories. I'm in the story and I'm like, I'm picturing it. Yeah. I'm picturing, I'm picturing the story. It. I'm in, I'm imagining it. I'm one of the guys looking over going, David's going down there like this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And you, you almost feel a little bit of their emotion. You almost, you can kind of see because you've been there and seen it. You can kind of, what was Gideon look, did y'all like lap the water and all oh, that? Yeah. yeah. I got a picture of it. Did yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. You can like, what he's looking for, what the Holy right. Spirit's teaching him and saying to him. And so, well, and that too, that's what I was going to add in that moment. Like you, that area is very small and there's really only one flat piece yeah. of, of grassy area mm -hmm. that where, where they would have set up camp. Yeah. So it's like big enough, you know, that's it. That's it. And then, you know, just on the other side of the hill is the Valley of Jezreel. That's right. And, and that's where the Midianites were waiting Ray, for them. Ray. Yep. And, and it's not that far away and you can see it. Yeah. So you just like, yeah, you, there were moments where you start imagining it and you kind of like get this, like, I'm ready to go. Yeah. Like as our, 
but then you think about it. They're on the other side. You know that you can hear them. Oh, absolutely. So they're about to go into battle, and they're trying to get water. And they're going, what the mess? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, I mean, not yeah. all these people are prize fighters that we think of with, you know, AR-15s. No. You know what I'm saying? No. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's hand-to-hand combat here. Yeah. You're rolling around in the dirt. Yeah. So you either have the Lord on your side. That's why it was so important to inquire of the Lord. Yeah. That's why it was so important. God is this. Is this you? It's the same thing today. It's just, that's one of the timeless principles of the scripture. Is it, Lord, is this you? Because if not, I ain't going. Yeah. Because we're going to get our butts whooped. And so, um, anyway, I just was, I was, the word imagine, it brought back the memory of just the imagery that I was, I was in that with them in that moment. And you yeah. can, you know, it just, it just became alive. Well, I, and, and that was one thing that put it when our guide, had mentioned 369 years is how long Shiloh mm-hmm. had the temple there. Mm-hmm. Like, so that's from, you know, when we look at where, when Joshua planted it in there all the way up till when Eli, Eli, you know, when that 100%, happened, that's when it was, which was, yep. you know, 300, over 350 years. Yep. It's just, it's, it's crazy. And so, and it's not where the temple ruins are. It's not a big space like mm-hmm. it is at Temple Mount mm-hmm. when, uh, yeah. when Solomon built it built the temple when it moved there um it's it's a smaller space Mm -hmm. so you can just imagine and you can like almost picture where like even some some people even think they they know the exact location because the temple's not very big and Mm -hmm. everything else on where eli fell out of his chair Chair. died and everything else but it's like that area like it was like really one of those it was one of those areas where I just I felt the presence mm-hmm. like I really felt it walking it was yeah. just very nostalgic yeah um and I love like seeing you know they 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 walk you through uh when we got there and they showed you like this modern day picture of what the temple would have looked like yeah. and and everything else and man it was just it really put it in perspective yeah. and um and then from there we drove down to Jerusalem we we stopped at the Mount of Olives and just kind of he, our guide talked and we were going to Jerusalem the next day. Um, so we really didn't spend a lot of time talking. We, we called it a day early. Uh, it was unfortunate because that area, like driving from, this is puts it in perspective, driving from the Sea of Galilee area down to Shiloh, which was only about halfway to Jerusalem mm-hmm. was an hour and 20 minute drive. Right. Yeah. And then from Shiloh to Jerusalem, it was another hour and 10 minutes. Yeah. So like, that's how big it was. And it, it like you, we were saying on um, you know earlier that Israel's a small country and everything else, yeah. but that's still like that was yeah. driving a bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like essentially from where we were on the southernmost part of Galilee, which was Magda, all the way to Jerusalem, arguably a two and a half hour drive. So imagine mm-hmm. walking, and especially with the terrain, like we were we were driving on modern day roads. Sure, there's you know the the terrain that they had to walk through to get there. Yeah. And, yeah. All that. So, um, you know, the next day I woke up in Jerusalem and there's just so much to see there. We, we, we didn't go see Jerusalem right away. We went over to the desert side and saw the Dead Sea see, yeah. and uh, Masada, mm-hmm. which was a big part of Israeli history. And when King Herod and yep. ended up building a fortress up there. Um, which when you look at Masada, that's an ear, like he built the fortress, which was crazy. But it was just, it's an eerie, it's an yeah. eerie. Did you get that when you, like, it was, it, is. it, it was dry. It's, it's very much still intact yeah. because it sits on that mountain. So high. So Correct. people couldn't destroy it. Yeah, that's right. And you just get this picture and it's like, yeah, I mean, it's, I, I'd 
we'll I'll tell you more about that when we talk about the dome of the mount here and just yeah. or, or the dome of the rock. But yeah. so yeah, and then you see uh, Qumran, which is where Dead Sea Scrolls were found, mm -hmm. and then floated the Dead Sea. Um, the one thing I wanted to 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 highlight here is all oh, that was cool Dead Sea like yeah check the box like yeah. frankly I was in the water ten minutes and I was ready to get out but <laughs> did it burn did, places that no oh I, dude. thankfully I didn't have any open wounds but I felt so bad for Jack because he had just fallen on his bike oh. two days before yeah and he knew and I because I warned him I said hey if this starts to sting at all buddy burn. you're gonna have to get out yeah. man he and with it he didn't even get to go float he was so upset he was all he wanted to do was try it out like burns. He was crying, but he wasn't crying from the pain. He was crying because he was missing out. Yeah. Um, so we'll have to go back and make sure that he... They used to have warning out. signs on there that if you have hemorrhoids, you don't go in there. <laughs> Just hemorrhoids? <laughs> Just hemorrhoids? <laughs> so I heard... Or you um, know people that do have hemorrhoids because as soon as they get in, they get out. <laughs> I've heard a couple stories, and this may be TMI, oh, Lord. from one other person who... Um, I guess he had passed some gas and he farted in the Dead Sea and on the suction going back in, it, it got railed him. He got out and he flew and he didn't know what to do because they have those those freshwater showers yes. over there too, in case you get it in your eyes or it cuts, yeah. which is fine on the flesh word. But when it's internal, <laughs> what are you gonna do with that? <laughs> what are you gonna do? How do you how do you manage if you that? go to Israel to not fart in the Dead no, Sea? We legit like our part uh I don't remember who it was, but they were saying, do not do it. Like, don't fart. Whatever you do, don't fart and don't pee. Don't do that. You don't even want to, you no don't even want to mess with that, which I, I took hard. I made sure that I was taken care of. Ready to go. I didn't yeah. have any gas bubbles anyways. But That's so funny. As we were, as we were coming over from Jerusalem to this area, again, this is how big it is, but it's also how small it is. Yeah. It was about an hour bus ride from Jerusalem over to this area of the desert that we were in, but we're right on the border of Jordan. And the Dead Sea is essentially part of that border. Mm -hmm. And um, as you're coming over, you're, you're looking and you see off in the distance and our guide pointed out, he said, this is Mount Nebo. Mm -hmm. and, the, and Mount Nebo is where um, God called Moses up to go look and just, mm -hmm. Hey, you can look, but don't touch my yep. friend of the promised land. Yep, yep, Here it is. And it was just very cool to see that. Cause he was also saying, he said, Hey, just, it, it has something to do. Like scientists have tried to prove it, but like even on the haziest day, now if it's cloudy, it's different. But like, even if on the haziest day, if you're looking from Mount Nebo into Jerusalem, you'll have a clear line of sight into the whole city and in some cases you can even see now where the dome of the rock is but yeah. obviously that wasn't there back in Moses sure. day but i just was like it 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 led me to the question i literally thought of this as a discussion point on a podcast with us it's like what do you think i've never really thought about this and scripture doesn't really go too dark too far deep into it but we we forget sometimes that these biblical historical figures were human mm -hmm. what do you think was going through Moses' head as he's literally standing on the top of mount nebo looking at it like 40 years 40 years and here i am and i messed up one time mm -hmm. i barely slipped up but i brought the israelites all the way here and i'm not gonna get to see this land like have you ever thought about that yeah Oddly enough, <laughs> I knew you would. Yeah, it's man. I look at it from a couple. 
So this is the same guy that spent 40 days with the Lord yeah. on the mountain, right? Um, this is the same guy that, guy that, I mean, miracle after miracle, um, that experience, I mean, was had experienced the Lord in such a way that his, his veil, he had to wear a veil to cover his face. We don't understand that. I don't understand that, yeah. right? We, we can't really wrap that around our minds how near and dear um, Moses was to the Lord. And so I have a little different perspective on it. I think God gave him Nebo to show him where, his, where the people were going to go. You don't think he's remorseful? You know, I, I think there was a little bit, a little bit of remorse for sure. I mean, any, any leader, any, any type A that's going to try to get it done wants to cross the finish line, yeah. right? So he didn't. But I also think there was this just, man, I don't think about it. He's leading these people through this desert. He's ticked off at these people. Oh, well, that's it, because arguably he's the one. It was just that one time yeah. when he commanded the rock or when he was supposed to tap the rock. Or I, I have that flipped, but yeah. he like time and time again. Every time he come out, it was yes. like the Israelites were just acting Idiots. funny, yeah. and it's like, bro, what are we doing? And then he consecrates them and gets them back on track. And, yeah. and, and, but so I think there was a point in him though, going, "Hey, I'm good." I mean, he's older. Look, I mean, think he's about one one twenty. He was one hundred twenty years yeah. old, right? He had led these people this far. He had seen it. Yeah, he. I'm sure he went. But how much longer was he going to? to live even going into there. Yeah. Right. And, and so, well, and arguably too, as you say that, like, could he have had the ability to lead the army and energy more than anything? That's what, and and like, so I think there was a couple things to it. Right. I think, um, I, I personally believe why he couldn't go in, you know, there's, there's a, there's a side of it that looks at it and goes, Hey, he was, he was almost becoming too much of a God to them. I mean, mm. he was. Wow. He was, he was, he was, he was there. There needed to be new leadership so that God could be put back yeah. at the front. That's good. And so for me, we don't know for sure, like you said at the beginning, but it was like, hey, he, when he began to speak, I mean, whatever he did, it happened. So, yeah. Because he was so close with the Lord, was Israel creating Moses as an idol? Yeah. Right. Wow. And so I think when you look when you look at it, I think God gave Nebo as a gift to Moses. Said, "Hey, look, here it is." Remember, we talk about that they wrestled over the bones of Moses. Yeah. Right. It talks about that in Scripture. What actually happened to Moses? Right. It says he. We don't really. Know. We don't really know. Right. So did God take him? Did was again? This is the same guy that spent forty days with him and came down and had to use a veil because he was so bright. Yeah. So. We don't know what happened. I think it was God saying, hey, new leadership time, time to roll. And I think Moses is going, all right, Lord, I'm good. I'll you bring up an interesting theological question, though. Okay. Because we don't know that. I've never really thought about that. Yeah. But we also know that Elijah was taken up. Mm -hmm. And during the transfiguration, mm -hmm. who was there? Elisha. And? Moses. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm wondering if, like... If he was... If he was taken up. There's a lot of people that believe that. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of people that believe that, and... Um, the same with Enoch. Interesting. And so, I mean, yeah, I didn't really think about that until, until you said that. Yeah. But. So that's why I, I think he was, he was good. Yeah. If I'm in his shoes, <laughs> he's good. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> Take me Lord. <laughs> well, the other cool side on that area is, uh, in Getty, which is where, uh, they know that David hid yep. from Saul for, uh, yeah. quite some time. A long time. And 
there was a part of the scripture, I can't remember where it was found, I didn't make a note of it, but when he's actually waiting, or when Saul goes in to relieve himself in this cave, mm -hmm. and David comes up, snatches his robe, piece of his robe, and then they, they have a couple words. There's only two caves over there mm -hmm. in that in Getty area. So you know it was one of two, and um, some believe that at some point these caves were actually one. one. Um, it was just because of how, I don't know, the the erosion or mm -hmm. uh, whatever Tore that yep. came in. And, but uh, what was really cool was seeing the spring right over here in, in Engedi where um, they also believe that he wrote many of the Psalms. Mm -hmm. and, um, and so that was just really cool because you just look at it and it's like, here's this freshwater source. The cave is literally right there. He's hiding. He is. Yeah. It's, it's cool. Yeah. It's cool to, to be so in cool. that that area um so next day is when we really spent the bulk of our time we hit a lot of major sites in jerusalem and this is uh this is this is cool there were just one of the things that i didn't really have in perspective i knew but i didn't really know no mm -hmm. is that uh the muslim control of the temple mount mm -hmm. And I still don't even really have a good grasp on how that even happened to begin with. Mm -hmm. But one thing I do know, and I know this because now after spending some time, and even on the on the last day, we even spent some time with um, the Israeli Defense Force, mm -hmm. where we went in and we got to shoot guns and we got to like train with them in a way. They had it was more like a it was a very high level. Show it, I say train, yeah, 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 show and tell. There, you yeah, go. yeah. Um, but I know this, like, and this is part of. Um, this is just part of like, I, I believe God's plan and what he has. The only reason why the Muslims still control the Temple Mount is because Israel allows them to control that now. Um, when they want to take it over, they will do it in a matter of hours. Now, what's holding them back is they know the ramifications. Like they know that's it. Yeah. It's well, arguably in yeah. times. Sure. Like, because when you see, and the reason why is because what I, this is what I didn't know, the mosque that sits on the Temple Mount. And for those of you that don't know what I'm saying, the Temple Mount is where the Dome of the Rock, the Golden Dome, this is where Solomon built the temple. It's mm -hmm. also where they believe that um, Abraham was going to sacrifice Isaac on that rock. Mm -hmm. What the Muslims believe is that it wasn't Isaac, it was Ishmael. Ishmael. So it's still a holy site for them as well, just in a different Opposite. capacity. That's right. What they have done now that they control this area is they put a mosque up, and this was several you know years ago. Um, but this mosque is actually their third holiest site in all of the world. That's correct. So that is why, you know, okay. So taking what I just said, as soon as Israel decides to take back to build the third temple, there is going to be a globalization effect that's going to come along with that from the entire Muslim region that surrounds Israel. Yes. So it's a, it's an interesting, so I think it's more, cause you got to think most of the Jews do not believe in Jesus. Right. Right. But, but I didn't mention Jesus in that conversation. No, you didn't, you didn't. But when it, when it, when it talks about the return, um, that would imply Jesus's return. Right. And 
I I think I think being there and seeing it, I think the big reason is um, they could take it back, but I think the surrounding nations, um, that's when that's when trouble starts and that's when it really starts heating up. Yeah. Um, I do know um, that that will be the place where they do build a temple, and I think I think I told you about this. I may not have. I think it's going to come through an agreement. Right, hmm. I no, did, you didn't, we didn't talk about that. So I think it's going to come through an agreement um, of um, because right now, if they try to take it by force, it's going to again, it's going to cause World War Three. I mean, it just is. It's 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 you're going to have a whole sector, like you said, of Muslim countries literally going berserko, and then the partners with those countries, and unfortunately, you know, where we're at as America and supporting Israel right now is a little thin. Um, so I say all that. I think it's going to become some kind of agreement that they are able to do that. Um, I don't. That's the only More of a thing. Peaceful takeover. That's the only thing in my mind that I yeah. think it could happen is when this. If you look at the Antichrist and what he's going to try to do and how he's going to try to come in and and he's going to try to build peace and he's going to try and build uh, community and commitment so that these things can take place. Um, I think that's how. I think it's much more. I think it's much less by force and much more by um, what seems to hostile be hostile takeover. Yep, that's what I. That could be. I, that could be. Only... But here's the other thing that I think about, yeah. and you alluded to this. Um, regardless of your political affiliation sure. or what anybody like, they they love Donald Trump. Oh, they love Donald Trump. And if he got elect, reelected, that could be a possibility. <laughs> there could be a possibility. Well, because he knows now they know that they, they know, have the backing, the backing. of yeah, yes, arguably. Well, the, yeah, I think the, they, the Donald Trump brought back um, the embassy. The embassy, yeah, right. I mean, they're yeah. they're a huge supporters, and that's a big part of why they love him. Oh, absolutely. Because they 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 all, even in the secular world, uh, of which is arguably more on the Tel Aviv side. Um, they still know what Jerusalem means to their country Absolutely. and their culture. Absolutely. So regardless of the, the biblical side of it, even if they're not living Correct. according to Jewish custom, they love Jerusalem. Absolutely. And they all believe that Jerusalem is the center of the world. That's right. So, you know, more on that to come here in probably a just a more. minute. But we, so walk through the Temple Mount. This was interesting. One of the, one of the weirdest observations that I made and I didn't really uh, observe this until I got into this area. Did y'all go into the Temple Mount? We did. So we couldn't go when yeah, we... when they we probably had it blocked off. They had it all blocked off. We couldn't go. We could just look so at it. So we did. So they were That's very... Cool. It was cool. But it was also very eerie. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, the, the temple at this point was actually much bigger than what we saw in Shiloh. And you still see some of the original mm -hmm. walls. Um, and then on the... I think it was the western side, you see... Um, where it wasn't like where the wall used to be. So you can kind of gauge how big the, the temple was. Original, and yeah, it was, yeah. it was big. pretty big. Yep. It was pretty big. Yep. Um, so there's, you know, even, even though the Muslims control it, they still allow at this point in this, in this time, majority of people to come in there. That's and, not and see it. And, and even like that's the new. Jews, even the, the yeah. Jewish people, even the really traditional um, Jewish that's religions Jewish, and, yeah. and everything else. Now, it is loaded with Israeli Defense Force people, and they're there to primarily protect 
um, the Jewish people and really just keep the peace. Peace in general, yeah. And so, you know, you see we're, we're at this point and, you know, we weren't in any, like we didn't, sure. I felt completely safe in there, but we were standing in front of the actual mosque portion mm. and, you know, they have like five Muslim guys and they are not armed, by the way, because they're not allowed to carry guns, yep. but they are right there. And, um, you know, they're making sure that you're, that the ladies are staying covered, covered at this point. Yep. And even and this is the area that the men yep. had to cover up. And in some cases we had one guy who had a sleeve of tattoos. He had to cover those up, but, um, it was, you see these Jewish rabbis that are walking through and they have literally 10 Israeli soldiers walking with them through the courtyard. And then I look around and I see another pocket of Jewish rabbis and I see same thing. And then I see like not necessarily rabbis, but these guys wearing the the yarmulkes. Same thing. Are they wanting to go back to the original temple? Is that what they're they're there to protect them to make sure the Muslims don't? But why are them. the Jewish? Why are the Jews there? the original temple? The original temple. Yes, so they the feel as well. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. yeah. They you got to like the easiest way that I'm thinking about this to describe to somebody who doesn't really know all aspects of the Jewish faith, the faith side of it, not the Jewish culture side of it, is they still believe in the same God. For sure. It's really just a matter of who the Messiah is, right. is, the, is the difference. Now, and then there's different aspects of the law that was written in the Torah portion that mm -hmm. they believe in. Some of them only, like, they don't go past the Torah, and then That's some right. it's like all the way through the, the Old Testament. That's right. So it's still the Scriptures. It's still the secret. Mm -hmm. It's arguably the same Bible to an extent that we read, minus the New Testament portion. Mm -hmm. um, and so, just having that basic understanding really helped me believe that we 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 do have more in common than we think with these with with the people that are over here. I mean, you have to you cannot take away how important that city is to God, Jerusalem. That is, and just the being the chosen people, the Jewish community being the chosen people. I would say this might upset some people, but how close we are as Christians to not only the Jew and the Muslim. Like the belief in, because they believe in, they call it Allah, it's God, right? It's their God. It's it's their Yahweh. It's it's God. They believe in God as well, right? But they believe from Ishmael. That's how it got to that way, right? Yeah. We believe it was through Isaac, the promise of Isaac, not of Ishmael. And the beautiful thing about the Lord is He still blessed Ishmael, even though yeah. he was outside of His perfect plan. He God still blessed it still i mean you can't look at the muslim nations and say they're not a blessed people oh for sure as a whole right and so we don't realize how close we are to again the the deciding yeah. factor in all this is jesus you don't have you don't because i've heard i've heard this too where allah is essentially just the god of baal that was described in the old testament in the early I, so so it's more I I idol worship at that point. Yeah. So it's well, we would say the same thing, right? For the Jews, though, technically too, right? Because it's it's well, it, not necessarily because they're saying Yahweh, they're right. saying God, right? Right. Um, 
the, the, the Muslims are saying God, right? It's, 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 it's how we're, how we are getting to who, what is God right, right now? Like, I mean, I know this is a side, but like, it's, it's, it's how do we enter in? Where do we get to how, who's the deciding factor? How do we get to God? Right. And that's where, where where we as Christians believe that it's, it's through Jesus. Right. Right. Yeah. And so, it's it's I've said like to say it's very very. Um, but we're the adopted Gentiles. That's into, correct. And into the Jewish. That's people. correct. No, that is very. And true. we have to keep in mind as Americans that we're not God's chosen people. We are adopted chosen people. We're we're not God's chosen people, but as adopted sons and daughters, we now have. He doesn't look at us any differently. Yes. Than 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 the Jewish the Jewish people, and that's a hard thing for the Jews to believe too. It is. It's a very hard thing from well, the Well, this brings up another theological question. Yeah. When because this is like you you start talking about predestination, mm-hmm. and this is this was a topic amongst the group. So mm-hmm. are the Jewish people? Are they the ones who are predestined? And we're the ones as Gentile believers that have to make the decision. Do we want to be adopted into that, into the chosen people? So there's there's that there as well. So. Yeah, I think lots of questions. Well, when and again, what I see in scripture, um, when we look at, um, you know, we look at the the example of the the son that that took his inheritance, mm-hmm. right? Um, a lot of um, are you talking about Jacob? Mm-mm. No, I'm talking about in the in the New Testament where um, the son went off. He said, "Lord, he oh, said, yeah, gotcha. Dad, give me all my inheritance." He goes off and spoils it. The talents, the, the talent. parable of talents. Uh, Another talents, the um, prodigal son. Prodigal son. Um, when he goes off, right? It, it, how the Jew and, and the Gentile look at that prodigal mm-hmm. son is a yeah. big, yeah, it's a big thing. It goes back, to, like you said, about the. I think I will say this. I think God God has a uh, obviously he's a covenant God, right? And so the covenant that he made with Abraham still even though we have new covenants with the New Testament with Jesus, his covenant still stands with the Jewish people. So does that mean they're predestined? No, I think they will have opportunity though. Yeah. And this is and 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 what's his name spoke an incredible message about this. Um forgot the out of Seattle. Uh Oh, Mark. Justin Bieber's guy. Justin Bieber's pastor. I don't know. Judah Smith. Oh. Judah Smith. Justin Bieber has a new pastor. I was no, thinking no, Carl Lentz. No, no, no. I Judah, was Carl Lentz. Judah Smith talked about the hidden face of God. Oh, yeah, yeah. And and so he talks about, hey, at the at the end, um, I do believe that the Jews, once his face is revealed, and they're going to understand and realize that he was the Messiah the entire yeah. time, and that yeah. they will have an opportunity for reconciliation. No, that, that, that I do, um, the more that I've studied that I believe in that as well but those are that that was like being there kind of backing up and like and seeing that like I had so many questions and and it wasn't just me like what was really cool to experience is just all the questions that Austin specifically my middle son he had so many questions and he was so fascinated with what's going to take place mm-hmm. what's the last battle going like how is this all going to piece together and be connected and I think that's what we really have to look at when we look at scripture and we like, that's one thing, just seeing the sites and being in the land 
it really connected the story for me mm-hmm. even on a, on a greater detail. And, um, you know, being in some specific areas, like, so we went from the Temple Mount area, walked outside the, 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 the temple walls. So still within the Jerusalem yeah. city limits, saw the pool of Bethesda, mm. um, and walked down the road via Delarosa, which is essentially the road that Jesus walked down mm-hmm. carrying the cross. cross yeah. And, um, Walked out of the walls, went to Garden Gethsemane, went mm. by David's tomb, then the upper room, and then finished the day with the garden tomb. And this is where I lost it again. I got really emotional <laughs> because it's like there's this is one of the areas where there's two there's there's two this this area and then another area is what they say is is Jesus's tomb. But when you look at scripture and when you just understanding the Jewish culture, you can see that. You know, Golgotha means skull, mm-hmm. um, I believe. Place but of the skull. Yeah. Place of the skull. And this rock, mm-hmm. which Golgotha is essentially Calvary Hill, mm-hmm. where, where Jesus was crucified. There's this this little cliff that's literally right outside the city walls of Jerusalem. And um, right next to it is essentially the garden, and which is ultimately where they believe the tomb was, which is just it's still there it's just this cave it's like this isolated cave right there and um you know the other site is essentially too far out that even like even if they were trying to torture jesus by carrying his cross all the way out there they didn't want to walk out there because it was so far away from the city yeah so and they wanted this to be a very public crucifixion that was the whole point of it as well and so um it was very uh, much I believe after being there, I believe that that was the site sure. because I also felt just the, the presence there that I didn't feel at any of the other sites, arguably. Um, and I was just overcome with emotion and, um, and then I, I got tasked with leading communion there too. So I had to regroup myself <laughs> <laughs> and we took a nice communion and had a little chapel Good. and it was, it was just, it was, it was so cool. Um, and then the last full day that we were there, we saw the city of David, which is the old city of Jerusalem, mm-hmm. which is where David um, took control from the Jebusites. And it's all underground now mm-hmm. because they've just built on roofs on top yeah. of it, and they never really uh, came out, and they didn't they didn't preserve it from an excavation standpoint. So I, I got a little confused as, are we actually underground or, in, uh, you know, whatever, but that was it was really cool to see that, and then you pop out and you see... The pool of siloam which is recently excavated which is where jesus told that's so cool the the blind man to wash the mud that he spit on his hand and rubbed it on his face and you know that's where he washed um and then we went out to bethlehem which is also it was also kind of eerie out there because bethlehem is in a palestinian controlled Mm -hmm. area so it's all muslim we're there going down to the caves and seeing where jesus was you know supposedly born and we walk out and we hear the muslim call for prayer mm-hmm. at that time it was like 12 o'clock and so if if y'all ever if nobody's ever experienced that i wasn't even privy to this uh until i went to dubai when i traveled with ibm mm-hmm. and i heard it and it was very eerie for me mm-hmm. but uh just google youtube youtube the muslim call for prayer um that's a little side note but one of the coolest things like it was really cool to see where they felt like jesus was born sure um, but it was more than that. I thought it was even 
cooler to see the shepherd fields that we saw right before that. Did you did you go through the shepherd fields next to Bethlehem? No, so we went by it, but because it was under Still, Palestinian, yeah. it was hard to get into all that. So a couple things for context. The shepherd fields that they that are right next to Bethlehem is really one of the only areas where um that made the most sense where the sheep would have been able to graze and and everything else. So they based on that knowledge and the proximity between Jerusalem and Bethlehem. So this is where they believe that Ruth met Boaz. Mm. This is where they believe that David was essentially born and that he shepherded his flock um, and worked with his dad. And then they also obviously believe that this is where the shepherds saw the angel when wow. Jesus was born, all right here. And it's like, and I, again, I'm going off of feeling, and I just like, it just felt like mm -hmm. this just it felt right it felt right yeah it felt yeah. right that's a good way to put it um so all that to say that's and then we finish it off with you know doing this show and tell with the um the israeli idf which was just incredible um but i kind of mentioned this earlier i skipped this part and this is i want to open up more of this conversation we started talking about this with temple mount but um on the second on our on our day before we headed to Jerusalem, the last stop that we made was going to Nazareth, mm -hmm. and this was still in the Galilee area. Um, it was cool. We saw um, Nazareth. We we saw the church where they believe that it, there's a church now there, but that's the location where they believe that Mary yep. met Gabriel yep. and told her that she was going to have a baby. But um, we drove up. The stop that we made was actually on the cliff that was in, um, I don't have the, the coordinates here, but it was in when Jesus went back to Nazareth and they basically wanted to push him off a cliff. Right. This was the cliff. But what you could see is it overlooked the Valley of Jezreel, mm -hmm. which is also known as Megiddo. And then you also saw Mount Tabor, mm -hmm. which is the area where they believe that the transfiguration happened, yeah. which, you know, is just blowing my mind because you're sitting on this clip and it's like, you're seeing so much. Now, this is where it really put in perspective. This was a big area. We actually didn't make it to the Valley of Elah, which is where David fought Goliath. Um, we'll save that for the next trip. But um, this area, you're looking at this and like, this is where it's going to go down. In times. In yeah. times. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's what we're talking about. That's it's big. Be. It's big. It's big. And I'm just like sitting there. It's the there. biggest, biggest for when I remember, the biggest of all the sites. It was like, this is oddly large compared to everything Absolutely. Else, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And I, again, this is this is where Austin had a ton of questions. And he's like asking, I don't even remember. I I try, was trying to make notes of what he was asking. Yeah. But I was just like, dude. You got to ask, like, let's go ask Shimon. That's our guide's name. I was like, I don't even know <laughs> no idea, how yeah. to answer this question. Yeah, yeah. And he, But he was asking a lot because what really threw him off, and you forget about this, even in, in Western America culture, you know, Christian, Jesus was a Jew by culture. And that really messed with him because we're talking about the Jewish faith and then the Jewish culture. And so... He was asking a lot of questions around that that I just I couldn't answer because I don't know enough about um, the Jewish faith like on a detailed level. Sure. So that was a big part of it. But um, 
So I'm curious, like from when you saw that area, mm -hmm. like, what are you thinking? Cause now what the listeners also don't know that I know about you is in, in your theological studies as you know, the, the, the couple years of college that you had, yeah, you did a whole study on revelation. I did. And so I know that you have spent a lot of time, not just thinking about this, but studying about it. Yeah. And, and so like, I don't even know where to start with this conversation it's because it's a heavy conversation. Here, well, here's, here's one thing I want to say. Okay. And this is something, so kind of like getting, I'll start with the end in mind. Yeah. Regardless of what you believe in, pre, post, tribulation, everything else, how it's all going to go down, one thing is for certain, we know that we need to make a decision today to be considered a part of of God's kingdom to to be able to spend eternity with him. Sure. And that's the the surest so, way that we know yeah. is going to be able to do that. Yeah. And um and then the rest can be up for theological debate on how it's actually going to go down. Um and you know, we'll we'll see how it plays out. So I want to yeah. start with that. That's kind of where <clears throat> where we're coming from, but how do you think, you know, we already started talking about the Temple Mount. So we talked about it earlier too. Israel becomes a state. That's something that we can all agree on that needs to happen before we get to the end times. Um, that's happened. Mm -hmm. You know, we're seeing, you know, there's never really, we don't, we, you know, there's certain things people can argue. Like we're, we're kind of like you're talking about, we're kind of in a peaceful time, even mm -hmm. though the tensions are high, mm -hmm. we're kind of in a peaceful time. Like, like you just said, we're, able to go me we were able to go into the temple mount area where you were not, not. and it was because of those tensions That's that right. were high but now there's like more peace there which we know it's the calm before the storm yeah i think so they've they've already started built they haven't built the temple yet but they already have everything ready for the temple yeah the next temple um what is that for somebody that that hasn't studied what is the significance of the third temple the, it's 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 christ's return right it's it is um that is where, man, it's it's a huge, I wish I would have had, a, it's a huge subject to talk about, but there's, it, it, it's intimately involved with the, with the end times. And um, when, when, when the Jewish people begin to build that temple again, um, it is a start to, a start to what we feel is, is going to be happening with, with the end times and yeah. with, um, it is you got to look back in biblical or, or or prophecies from the Old Testament, um, some some from the New Testament, um, of of what is being played out and the significance of it. Um, I wish I had the some of my stuff that I've had over the years just to give scripture references for because I don't have that off the top of my head. We can do another podcast later on. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, it, it, should, it, it is. It, there's a lot to it, but this is how close it's getting. Yes. Um, it is, they have everything planned out. They have even the furniture already being done. They have, so there's certain amount of gold. There's, there's certain things that has to be, it's very detailed. It's not like just, oh, I'm going to build a house. Yeah. Right. No, it is very, very detailed and it's very detailed to the spot in which it needs to go. And they are without basically being on the spot, they have everything ready to go. Yeah. Everything ready to go for the third temple. So 
do do a Google of the third temple. What significance of that with Jesus coming back with actually also the reign of the Antichrist and, and what that looks like and how he's going to profess he be God and and it's gonna be a big ordeal, right? Yeah. And and the 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 cool thing about it from a believer's perspective is we again, whether you believe pre, post, um, those are the two major on when it comes to the actual rapture. Um we get to have an insider with anticipation. It should never bring fear. Yeah. It should never bring fear. It should bring fear if you don't know where you are with the Lord. Right. That's where it should bring fear. <laughs> yeah. you should, it is scary. It is scary at that yeah. point because you're like, oh, crap. But whether it be pre, whether it be post, um, whatever it is, um, as a believer, we look with anticipation of what's to come. Absolutely. And, and we look with excitement of what's to come because... We know um, that that when that day happens, that there will be. Um, I we have to do a podcast. I yeah. really would like to because I would like to talk about the thousand year reign. I would like to talk about um, yeah what it looks about with new heaven and new earth coming together. That this 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 idea of us floating in heaven, but ninety nine point nine percent of Christians believe <laughs> that we're just floating up there, is not the truth. Right. Um, that 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 he, when he comes back and he 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 makes his final place and he's going to create a new heaven and new earth together and it is going to be a perfect place to where i i really see in scripture i see it that we're going to have it's going to be it's going to be similar to the garden yeah. in that sense of we're going to have jobs we're going to have relationships um it is going to be there's a lot of things too that we just think we're going to sit there, and there is going to be a lot of praise. Don't get me wrong, but everything in which we do is praise. Right. This is the difference. It's not just, uh, you know, the yeah. whole. That's not. That's not. He, the Lord created us in a, in a unique way to where we have relationships. So why would He stop relationship when He got to heaven? Right. Why would He end it there? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so we're relationship. We have relationship here on earth. We're gonna have relationship there in heaven as well. And so yeah, give me some time to pull out, blow off the the dust on the notes, and I can go. I can I can reference a lot of those things. Give I like to give a lot of scripture to it because it's you hear a lot of people on TV just talk about this stuff out the rear end, and they're like, what are you yeah. talking about? There's there's really scripture that back it, and um, but it is. I think it is. I think it's close. Well, I would let's we can finish with this. What's the significance of even having the conversation and understanding it um, as a modern day Christian yep. and Jesus follower. Like, why should we care? Uh, Cause I think it's, it's caring about it's, it's having the end in mind. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing for us. And it's also, it, it puts, it does two things. It takes our, our current, um, it, it gives us hope of glory. What's coming next. Yeah. It takes our current pain in this life, which we're all experiencing at some level. And it brings us to what is to come as the believer in Christ. It gives us uh, hopeful anticipation of what is to come, and then it also gives us a little bit of a kick in the butt to go, "Hey, there is a there's a reason why Jesus said to go out and make disciples. There's a reason yeah. why Jesus said to love our neighbor. There's a reason why we're doing this podcast. Right? Is because we want to spread the gospel of what Jesus has done in and through our lives, so that others can experience that heaven on earth today, and so. I think there's it's it's arguably, arguably, is it the most outside of Christ? Is it the most important thing to have an understanding of? Will we have a, will we have a perfection of it? No. Will we have? Will we know exactly? No. It says even in Scripture that only the Father knows, yeah. right? And so we're not privy to all of it, but it is good to have an understanding so that we as as witnesses can look and go, 
something's happening yeah. and it's moving, right? It's moving yeah. in the right direction. And, and, and so there are many, a many, and I can go through it, many, a many prophecies that have come through based on scripture that have already happened. Yeah. There are a few more that still need to come. Um, but I would say we're three quarters of the way there, if not more. Yeah. And so, um, Anyone listening, it's not a scare tactic, it's a reality tactic. No, and that's one of the things that as I'm literally standing there looking at the site where it is prophesied that the last battle will be fought, a sense of peace came over me. Absolutely. To a point where it was like, man, you know what? I would honestly love to see this in my time. I don't want this to happen. Like, I want to be around to see this play out. There's a, well, there's a combination, you know, it, it, I'm a pre guy. I am. Um, so you, we mentioned pre post. What does yeah expand that? So what does that mean? you know pre um, when when we get raptured, pre all this craziness that happens, or post we'll be in the middle of this craziness, and then we get raptured later on. There's two compelling arguments depending on which side of the fence you live on. Um, I, Meaning the rapture takes place and and then the tribulation happens versus correct. the tribulation happens and then the rapture. Absolutely. That's place. correct. That's correct. Yeah. And so I, I do feel like um I do feel like those that are there's there is a um I don't know if you would call the a benefit of being a believer prior to the tribulation, but what is the point in my mind? What is the point of if we know the if the answer's there once the tribulation starts, what's the point of being a believer? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's there's some there's I think that is a benefit of being a believer is because we will be raptured. And I can like I said, I can give a ton of scripture that shows sure. that. And then and then those that are in it will have another opportunity at that point, but they're gonna be in the thick of it at that yeah. as well. And so um yeah, that'll be a stay tuned for stay that tuned. podcast. I'll, I'll be I'll be ready to listen to that one too myself. <laughs> that'll be it'll be a yeah that'll be a good one. That'll that'll well, take over a lot of sacred cows. We've uh, this has now been two episodes of of rehashing this, but I just um, and I didn't want it to be just a recap of my trip because that's it. It was so much more than that. There's so much revelation and the fact that you've been there. Yeah, um, and it it really has changed. Uh, my perspective, my family's perspective, and like we talked about earlier, not just like piecing the Bible together and connecting the stories, although that was a big part of it. it. Is, yeah. It's just understanding and having more clarity and and being able to just um, just have a new appreciation and awareness for the anticipation of what's to come, but also like what matter, what truly matters right now. Like and that's the biggest piece of it. Yeah, I think I think it's good. It, it like I said, it, I've enjoyed hearing you talk about it. It's it spurred me on to go back again, and it it's and we'll talk about this too another time about covenant and why all of this means so much to the Jewish people. Yeah, right. Because it it's it is it it pertains to us as grafted in sons and daughters. It's the same covenant. Yeah, and so um, yeah, we got a lot to talk about coming. Absolutely, up. it's good. So, I love where we're going. Yeah, that's so, awesome. Stay tuned. Well. You want to close us? Yeah, let's do it. Father, I thank you again for today. Um, I thank you just for this podcast that we just get to openly talk about how good you are. Um, Lord, I just pray that through this, that maybe some imagination would begin to turn on in people's minds and that they would begin to dig a little bit deeper than the surface. And Lord, they would just begin to find out more about you. Um, Yeah, you know, Israel's Israel's fantastic, but your word is even more fantastic. Yeah. and, and, and your word can come alive sitting in our living room, 
um, just like it can yeah. in Israel. And so, Lord, I just pray that it would it would encourage people to um, to, to to imagine again, to put themselves mm-hmm. in that scenario, to 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 be a part of that that Bible, and um, for it to become alive in their souls, because that's ultimately, Lord, um, what what you desire is is that your word shines deep within us and it's, it's, it grows within us. So, Lord, that we're just um, walking vessels of your goodness everywhere we go. So, Father, bless everyone under the sound of my voice, Lord. Help us honor you in all that we do, say, think, ask, and imagine. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. We hope that you feel encouraged by today's episode. Help us reach the masses by leaving a review and subscribing to the show. We'll see you next time.